Today's episode of the Dad Tired Podcast is brought to you by Samaritan Ministries. A broken bone, cancer, pregnancy, a medical emergency, we all know how quickly a healthcare need can happen. That's where Samaritan Ministries comes in, connecting hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation who care for one another spiritually and financially when a medical need arises. It's not insurance, and there are no network restrictions, so whether you're at home or traveling, you choose the providers that are right for you and your family. After you receive the care that you need, you can send your medical bills to Samaritan Ministries. They'll notify the members to pray for you and to send money directly to you to help you pay those bills. It's biblical, it's affordable, and you can join today. Take a minute today to learn about joining this community of Christians who share each other's medical burdens. We're better together. Samaritan will also help you choose a quality provider, whether you're traveling or at home. You have access to health resources to help keep medical and prescription costs low through discounts and fair pricing. And they have around-the-clock access to medical professionals by phone or by email to get medical advice before you visit the doctor, which is going to save you time and money. I love what Samaritan Ministry is doing. It reminds me of the verse in Philippians 2.4 that says, Let each of you look not only to your own interest, but also the interests of others. If you want to be part of this amazing community, you can go to SamaritanMinistries.org forward slash dad tired. Again, that's SamaritanMinistries.org forward slash dad tired. Ashley and Dino, super excited to be hanging out with you guys today. For those who are just listening on the podcast and maybe not watching on YouTube, you guys are in the backseat of your car, which is uh, <laughs> which is awesome. I appreciate you pulling over to do this, uh, have this conversation. I also saw last night you had some plumbing issues. <laughs> I feel like we, our motto is like, we live in organized chaos. I don't know if that would necessarily fall into organized, but it was definitely chaotic. No, yesterday, it feels, it's funny. Every time we do like something kind of big, we get some sort of like attack the day before. And yet last night was just chaos. The One of our sons decided that he would try and fix a toilet by like continuing to flush it. So mm. we had water going from the second story down into the first. It was it started trip, dripping yeah. through the vent and then it started dripping through the lights. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to say I was like super calm and didn't like yell at my kids kind of thing. <laughs> and I was so mad. I'm like, what are you thinking? You know, yeah. we definitely went to them this morning. Yeah. We're like, so we're a little bit sorry about how I'm we had overreacted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like for any of us, that would be like a big deal. But for you guys, your spaces are so pretty. <laughs> like yeah. That's kind of what you pride yourself on is like making really good looking spaces. Yeah. So I'm like, that probably hurts even deeper like that looked like a really nice chandelier and like i know i think that yeah. might be ruined now yeah. <laughs> we'll see yeah we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> remind me how many kids you guys have four four yeah. and what, yeah. what's we're 12 11 8 and one and change so nice oh that's pretty close to where we're at we have four ten eight three and one <laughs> Okay. So yeah. I love yeah. how you, you we all have yeah, to like look yeah, into the distance. I'm like, what's the map? What's <laughs> yeah. the gap? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit about your guys' story. I mean, you have for those our audience members who may not be familiar with you guys, I mean, you, you've got almost a million people who are kind of following along with your life journey online. And so I'd love to hear like how did that start? I've got a lot of questions about it, but maybe just like how did it all start? <laughs> and maybe I'll I'll press in a little deeper as you give an overview yeah. here. I mean, I'll I'll take that one. So Dino, we were in Southern California, living there, had a couple of kids at that point, I think three, yeah. three kids. Yeah, we've been married 15 years now. So this yeah, was Ashley's going back probably maybe eight, eight or years. Yeah. yeah. So about eight years ago, I was homeschool mom and just stay at home mom. I used to do hair back in the day, but I always had this like kind of creative like itch and wanted 
to scratch it somehow, but didn't really know how. And I just decided to start a blog and an Instagram sharing some design tips. I've been a lover of thrifting and like buying a coffee table and refinishing it and always been like that. So I just decided to start this blog and an Instagram had no idea what I was doing at all. It was mostly about like a creative outlet. Yeah. Like she just, she, she was bogged down 24 seven taking care of kids during that phase. And we, we call that phase like the blur because it was just such, yeah. it was just chaos. I mean, you have three kids under five or, and, and you just like basically thing to thing to thing. And yep. she didn't have yep. an opportunity to like take her gifts and like pour it out in anything. So she was like, Hey, what if I just kind of like start this, you know, thing? Yeah. I mean, I dabbled in a lot of things too beforehand. And I, I just felt this constant thing from God saying, not yet, like Mm. just be here, just be, you know, doing finger quotes, (laughs) the homeschool mom. And because I think a lot of times you can be in that, in that position and you're like, is this it? Is this all that I am? It's actually an incredible job. And I think he just needed to remind me to just like, this is actually really amazing, fulfilling, be here right now because I have something, I do have something, but it's just not right now. It's a little bit later. And so that little bit later was, yeah, like eight. Eight, six. Yeah. I don't even know. Whatever. I didn't. There's so many things have happened in the meantime, <laughs> six to eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I started a blog. And after about five months of doing that, we decided to kind of change up our lives. We bought some land and then bought a trailer to live on this land. And our hope was to build a house. Yeah. And we never did. Yeah. Ash was <laughs> it, getting all stressed out moving out of the house and in the trailer because she's like, well, all this work that I've put into like, you know, building a following and like trying to get like, you know, this creative outlet becoming something. She was like, well, it'll all go away. We're going to move into the trailer. Like and- who wants to follow along with somebody yeah. in a trailer? Like that's so yeah. weird. And it really wasn't a thing back then either. So I was mm-hmm. kind of an oddball. Apparently people really did want to follow along with yeah. that. It went from just sharing design stuff at our house. And then when we got into the trailer, I was like, all right, I'm just going to share what we're doing because yeah. this is crazy. I yeah. mean, we're learning yeah. so many things. We're, we have so many challenges here. We're just going to share everything. Yeah. And we just started to just share our lives, what we were going through, design, tiny living. To be fair though, you, she's insanely talented. And the space that we moved into this, this little like 180 square foot trailer, Ash made the inside look insane. Like it looked like a house on the inside. So when you share a photo of, of something that like is, you know, a trailer, but it's, it looks like it's like a designer house on the inside, people were starting to kind of like really understand how talented she was. So it was, it was pretty cool. But So then it kind of just kicked off from there. I mean, it just kind of went crazy. I mean, I could go into all the other things we've done from there. We've yeah, done a yeah. lot of things. <laughs> Well, I'm curious, I'd like to step back because I think there's a lot of families listening right now, like a lot of moms and dads. I would say there's there's wives who sneak in here uh, to the yeah. Dad Tire podcast, which we're totally okay with. But I think there are a lot of moms. I mean, my wife has felt this like that blur season that you yeah. described. Like there's so many people who feel that. Yeah. And I'm just constantly trying to encourage dads, but and also moms, like the biggest kingdom work that you can be doing is in that blur season. Right? Yeah. It's like, that discipleship, the discipleship that's happening right there is like, it's insane. And it's more than any ministry or business or whatever you could go do. But maybe actually just like, I'd love to hear your perspective on like, for the wives who are listening, for the moms who are just like, I am having a hard time in this season of littles feeling like I'm contributing at all Mm -hmm. to like the kingdom. Cause it it feels like I'm just like, changing diapers and stressing about what we're going to eat next. And like, I'm cleaning the house for the 18th time today. Oh, I mean, I think we all can relate to that feeling. 
And for us now having another little, we have now a one-year-old. So kind of going back into that phase again mm-hmm. has been really eye-opening for me and on how I did it the first time and how I'm doing it now. And so I know it's easy to say to people, oh, just enjoy it. It goes by so quickly. I mean, everybody says that, but it is very, very true to just, you know, I try to end each day and just be like, okay, Lord, I made a lot of mistakes today. Like, let's, you know, thank you for forgiving me. Like, let's start the new day, fresh and new day tomorrow. And I'm just so thankful that God is filled with grace every single day for us. So I think that's just the biggest encouragement that I could give is just to be gracious with yourself. Like you have a new day, the kids, you know, if we lose our temper or don't do things right, I mean, which we're not going to do everything right. Just, um, give yourself some grace and start over go. Like we were just saying with last night, like we lost our, we lost it with the kids, with the toilet and everything. (laughs) And it's just like, we go to them and be like, all right, we're so sorry. Like we really (laughs) should not have handled it. And the kids are so gracious. They're like, it's okay. It's really messy, mom. You know, like they don't care. Oh yeah. I I, I always say I want to forgive as quickly as my kids do. Like I I want to learn to forgive like that. Yeah. Seriously. That'd be great. Yeah. So I would just say, just be gracious with, with ourselves, because I think we can be so hard on ourselves and think we're just failing at everything, but to really look at it through the way that God sees us. And it's a beautiful, beautiful job. The, I think one of the highest calling that we could do. Yeah. It's a gift. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about that, like that apologizing. I was thinking I was raised by my mom. My dad bailed when I was little and, but I have like one memory of her apologizing and she was a great mom. Like I, you know, she was humble and like super intentional and uh, everything. But I feel like our generation, like we are more intentional about apologizing to our kids. And I don't know if that's because our, our parents didn't do it. I don't want to speak for your parents or, you know, but no, no, totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mine didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something big time on my side that I've been really intentional about, like, because you're bringing it up now, this whole like apologizing thing, because I found that for me, it's incredibly difficult to like assess the fact that I've made a real big mistake and then go to somebody and be like, Hey, I'm going to humble myself and apologize to you. And like, really bring my dad used to always say to me, like, Hey, if you're going to bow, bow low. Right. Like, Mm. and that's something that I'm now like, I heard him say a lot, but it didn't click until like this phase of my life now where it's like, man, that's something that I have to like behavior. I really have to model if I want my kids to actually pick that up because the kids get very little of what I say and they get a lot of what I do. Right. So one of the things that Ash and I have been really intentional about is both apologizing to each other in front of them. Apologize. Like we got in an argument. I'm sorry, babe. I shouldn't have handled it this way. And like have them hear that because it's, it's behavior. We really want them to model and and Mm. like green in who they are is like this quick to ask forgiveness for the, the mistakes you've made and quick to find your, their own, the fault in themselves versus looking at the fault. Like it's everybody else's fault, but mine, you know, mm-hmm. like that's not the mentality we really want to raise in our children. It's like, even if you're a small percentage wrong in something, go and like make it right where you've done wrong kind of thing. I love that, man. I I'm actually, um, encouraged and convicted by that. Cause I talk a lot about apologizing to our kids. But I love the fact that you're intentional about apologizing to each other yeah. in front of your kids. I think that's yeah, that, yeah. that models that that's going to go a long way yeah. with your kids. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Here, here's hoping, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing too, is I, one thing I would say about us apologizing to our kids is it, it, it models for our kids that we're not the hero of the story. Like everyone yeah. in the family yeah. needs Jesus. Yeah. Daddy messes up. Mommy Absolutely. messes up. You guys mess Absolutely. up all of us in this home. Yeah desperately yeah. need Jesus, you know, and that's, that's what, that's what apologies. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good way of putting it. Like, yeah, I'd say that's totally accurate. My parents, like I look back at my mom and dad, they were fantastic parents, but exactly what you just said is the, almost the model that I had of my dad is like, he was that hero. And like, I had to live up to an expectation that he was. And that, like, I had to be like something like that he was kind of thing, but you totally nailed it. Like, that's not our jobs as dads. It's our jobs to model after Christ-like behavior. And part of that is us. Yeah. Like going to our kids and apologizing and like showing, pointing back to who the real hero is and like showing that I'm, I'm just as much of a sinner and you're going to follow in the same sinful path as me and make mistakes, but it's our job to like, go and try and make it right. Then. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said, man. Be quick to repentance. I love that, man. I'm curious from your side, Dino, like there's a lot of husbands who are trying to love their wife. Well, in the Mm -hmm. middle of their season of just like they're at work and their wife is at home raising the kids primarily. Not that obviously any dad listening to the show sees himself as a primary contributor to the family, obviously, but mom's putting in a bunch of time while dad's at work. Were you working at the time? What was your encouragement of like, how do I encourage my wife? And like really the balance between, Hey, you should pursue your passions versus maybe now's not the time to pursue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what, what was the balance there? It's an interesting question you're asking. I feel like I kind of cheated because we, we got to do it all twice. And I really mm-hmm. feel like I made some big mistakes during the first phase. And when I say twice, it's like we had a grouping of our kids. They were all under five. And then I got, I got a vasectomy and like we shut it down. And then eight years later, we were like, hey, let's go again. So I almost feel like I got to I'm a different human being than, than I was, especially God put us through a lot of trials and tests and like a a very like, you know, interesting path through that phase where I really feel like God changed who I was during that, that time. So the first time I really was, and we actually talk about Ash and I have a book that we, we wrote and we talk a lot about this aspect of things in the, in the book, I reflect a lot on like the mistakes that I made during those, those first years. And a lot of it was really like the Dino show. Mm-hmm. I didn't particularly care actually with like, if I'm just being brutally honest, I cared that she was like happy when I came home and stuff like that. But I was like, you deal with your thing. And it's really the Dino show. I'm going to work on my career. I'm going to work on the the hobbies that I really like to do in my own time. And like, if you want to hang out, we'll hang out. But like the kids are your responsibility. The house is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And not until like towards the end of the blur, like that five or six year mark, whatever. I would kind of made some large lifestyle decisions that I was like, I'm not going to live this way anymore. I'm going to start making some significant changes. And it really more impacted probably that like Fox, like our, the second wave here, like she got to see a little bit of a different human being um, compared to what the kids did. What was the age between the first grouping and then your fourth uh, my age or the kid. Okay. So your, I'm, your age. You're, yeah. I'm about to hit 40 right now. So Ash had Fox when I was like 39 and then Gabe is 13. So the first round I was 27. Yeah. Like 27 to 32 ish was like the first, yeah. the first three. And then I, during even that five years, Ash was, she was pregnant, basically like either pregnant yeah. or breastfeeding the whole time kind yeah. of thing. Cause we had a miscarriage in there too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was chaos. It was just constant chaos for those 27 to 32. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, they say like a, a guy's brain doesn't fully develop until he's like in his mid twenties, potentially. But for, for <laughs> me, yeah, for me, man, it honestly like 30, whatever happened at yeah. 30 felt yeah. like I just, my brain clicked yeah. differently. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like I'm not, 
not a boy anymore. Like I, yeah. like I, and I had already been a dad and stuff, but I'm like, this, yeah. something clicked for me. I think I, I feel like a lot of guys experience that, but I'm curious, Ashley, I promise I'm going to get you back in here. I'm oh, just I love this. Yeah. I love listening yeah. yeah. But I'm curious, man, you said that some things happened and there were some changes yeah. that kind of shifted for you. I, I would love to like, if you're comfortable, yeah. what were those Absolutely. things? Yeah. Ash and I are totally open books. You can ask us whatever we want. So the big click for me was I went deep down the path of me, right? I leaned into me as much as I wanted and as much as I could. And I went to the end of that, for me, at least the end of as far as I wanted to go down that path. And I saw what it, the results were. For me, it was big on my career. I'm a software engineer and I was really trying hard to get into like leadership, management, move up the rung, especially the area, the type of software I do. It's, it's very, very difficult to like progress through that. The people that I'm surrounded by are like off the charts, brilliant. So I was constantly pushing and pushing, pushing down my career. I was also like the things I wanted to do in my free time. It was just all me and whatever I want to do. If I want to go play video games and just, and I saw the fruit of that. Like when you worry about yourself and you worry, think fully about the, all I care about is me. It wasn't, I mean, some of it was money. Most of it was like how I was going to be perceived by other people. If I'm being brutally honest and like vulnerable here, it was just, it was, what are all the things that my heart desires that are, is going to make me feel better. That's what I'm going to go after. And when you follow that path, you get what you pay for. You get the natural output of that investment. And it was a marriage that was just okay. It was uh, me feeling like a father that was just okay. I actually didn't really, God protected me, didn't get a huge, I mean, the director of technology for a, a small shop in, in downtown Hollywood kind of thing. And I was progressing, but I was miserable. I was just absolutely miserable. I was barely sleeping and barely, everything was just not enjoyable. And I was like, all right, I'm all done. I'm all done trying to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm done trying to do it my way. I will be obedient now. And like, God, if you want me to shift, then we'll shift. If you want me to like focus on kids and focus on family. And, and it was really like this, this like shift from like a closed hand, you know, Ash and I use this analogy all the time, but this, like, I want it my way and I'm going to continue to grasp at whatever it is that I want my way. And I shifted to like, just this open hand, like father, I'm now going to start putting discipline in my life. I'm going to be waking up. I'm going to be spending time reading your word to figure out how it is that you want to transform me. I'm going to be disciplined in my actions and my health and the way I'm eating. And I shifted and started like, I was very out of shape and out of weight. And I'm like going to start integrating discipline into that aspect of my life as well. And I, I started to see this transformation in all the things. And it's like, wow, God, you, I tried it my way. And that was awful and miserable and cranky and terrible human being like feel terrible. And then now I'm shifting. It's like, I'm going to put myself last. I'm going to put discipline before everything else in my life. Meaning like I'm going to put first what I know I want most versus what I want right now. Yeah. And in that, what I want most is a, a deep relationship, you know, intentional, deep relationship with my wife and with my, with God and with my kids and to be a different, this different self-sacrificial man. I want to live a life that is like the big one for me was I really started to lean into the commands that God has as a husband. And it was, lay down your lives for your wives and for your family as Christ did the church. And I have been trying as long as long as we've been married to go first and whatever it is that's going to self-satisfy. And I'm now going to shift this. And everything basically from then on just was like, just a straight shot up. Like I got, you get to see the rewards of that when you invest your time and you invest yourself into the right things. So was there an acute moment or was it just like a kind of a, a slow shift in thinking that was like, okay, I need to change. 
Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, right? Like I actually remember Ash and I went to church one day and and like it's so it sounds interesting, like silly, but like there was a like, hey, if you want to come up and just it sounds a little weird, but it was not Pentecostally weird. But they you want to come up and just have oil on you and like have some guys pray for you, you can do it. I'm like, all right, cool, I'll go up. I'm just gonna be like, look, I've been unfaithful as a father in terms of how my responsibilities, unfaithful as as a husband in terms of what I know I should be doing. I just want to do it right. I want to start moving down this path. And it was like, I don't even know where to start from then on. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna start doing small disciplines, small things like God, just give me the strength to wake up at 5 a.m. and read my Bible for half an hour in a a structured way, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, that discipline feels good. I'm now going to start to, I have like a history, I'm going to get way off on tangent here, but I have like a family history of like mental health issues. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to start to lose my head if I don't get my health and my nutrition and my things under control. So I'm going to start to lean into that. So yeah, it was a bit of a both like, God, I'm open-handed here and don't, know what to do. And also I'm going to just start walking down the path that says, this is the right one or two things that I need to do today to like move down the right path. You know? Yeah. Part of the reason I asked that was because I don't know, this is like a really deep theology topic, which I don't want to get into, but after being in ministry for like 15 years, man, like there's, I'm just more and more convinced that God just does whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. (laughs) And it's, and it's like less of you made that decision. And God was like, all right, Time's over, like time's over for you to be, you're like in your selfish ways. And like, now I'm going to just capture your heart again. And you made some kind of decision to say, well, I want to, you know, Lord, help me be disciplined. But I just almost feel like God was just like, it's his timing. Like there was no, there was no real acute moment. It was just, you were at church and the spirit of God drew you. Yeah. And I would say that for any guy who's listening and it's like, dude, you don't need to get like in a car accident or hit like some overdose on some drugs yeah, or have, yeah. you know it's just like dude the maybe even just listening to this podcast episode right now is the spirit of god drawing you yeah and this would be like your moment of like oh man i'm going the wrong way and yep. god is now drawing my heart back and that's just god's grace like okay and in many ways it's his discipline because he loves you so much and he loves your family so much mm-hmm. that he's willing to discipline you to come back to him yeah. but ashley i'd love to hear what were you feeling in that first chunk of marriage where it's like dude did you recognize, man, my husband is like really selfish and it, our marriage like is not great. Yeah. I mean, one thing we joke about, and it's also in our book, but so we, we had a very quick engagement. Uh, our families knew each other, very quick engagement, got married right away. And like weeks, right? Yes. Yeah. So three, three weeks of three dating, weeks. four month engagement. <laughs> And not once during that time did Dino ever say anything about liking or playing video <laughs> games. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so right after we no got married. No wonder it was quick. No wonder. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got to trick him as fast yeah, as we yeah, can. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I got about three weeks of good behavior, you know. That's it. That's <laughs> all I had, you know. <laughs> so right after we got married, I remember we were in our apartment and he was like, hey, babe, I'm going to do an all-nighter with Caleb. And I was like, What? <laughs> what's an all nighter? What are you talking about? He's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to play video games all night with my, with my buddy. And I was like, you like video games? Like what is happening? And so, yeah, I mean, it was a challenge to kind of navigate through, you know, definitely had like his own thing going on, but I wasn't perfect either. I was such a nag. I mean, just constantly like we both. So I don't know if we, you guys talk about Enneagrams, but we're both eights wing seven. So we're both like, we can just 
strong personality. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We can throw down. Yeah. We can throw down or we can like dominate things yeah. together. Like yeah. if we're, you know, solid. It's a fine line. It's a fine yeah, line exactly. between accomplishing everything in the world and killing yes. each other. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, no, I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to do this. No, yeah, I'm gonna do this. So we're constantly going back and yeah. forth. Yeah. And I just was this constant, like, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's spend our money on this. Like I had no rhyme or reason. I was not allowing God to leave me during that time either. I was just like trying to run my own thing. It was kind of around the same time that Dino kind of got this shift that I went to a Bible study and I had gone to this Bible study every year. It was the same thing. It talked about like motherhood, your marriage, just you as a woman. It was just like all encompassing. And this time around, it just struck a different chord. And I, all I heard was stuff about marriage and how I was treating Dino. And a couple of the things she hit on was she was like, women, you need to stop trying to control your husband. You are actually in the way of what God is trying to do in your husband's life. And you need to step aside, like pray for your husband. Obviously don't be, you know, I'm not a mousy type person. I definitely bring my thoughts to Dino, but like learning how to with what type of like voice and when to do it, you know, and, but really allowing God to make those changes. Like I wanted Dino to stop playing video games. I wanted him to work out. Like I wanted him to hang out with us. I wanted all these things. And we would argue about it all the time. And so I just, I stopped doing it. And, and it wasn't like, God make, Hey, change my husband. It was allow me to love my husband for the way that he is. I have a desire for him to do these things, but Lord, you work in him how you want to work in him and really, really surrendering that over to God and not me trying to control God, trying to control Dino. And so that was a huge shift also. Like at the, we were both kind of changing and growing at the same time and allowing God to just like, I think like what you said, like God, it was that just that time for both of us to like make that switch. Yeah. The spirit of God was moving clearly. Yeah, like he's he catching, capturing both of your hearts at the same, like, you know, it's, and that I, I don't mean to keep beating the drum here, but it's just like, we have this, I just don't want to put more credit than we deserve. Like the Bible yeah. says we're dead. Yeah. People don't do anything right. Yeah. Dead people yeah. can't make good decisions. Yeah. And it's God who raises us up and he was doing that. Yeah. And I love that you said, it's just like, I love that you said, I'm not trying to control God. So he'll control my husband. My wife would say the same thing about me. like, dude, I sucked as a husband. I thought for sure we were going to get divorced. Mm-hmm. And my wife was waking up at two in the morning, praying for me, praying mm-hmm. that God would capture my heart. And, yeah. and she would say, and all of our listeners who've been listening, why I was like, Jared, you should have Layla on the podcast. Cause she's better than you. So, <laughs> but she's down hanging out with the kids right now. But, but she would say like, I knew I couldn't control Jared. I didn't have the power to change Jared. Like yeah. I couldn't do that. I needed yeah. God to come in and do what I couldn't do, which yeah. is essentially yeah. what you were just saying. Yeah. I mean, I was trying and it was not going well, you know, yeah. and it was the same thing. I was like, all right, I, I, I don't want to do this. Anymore. I actually don't want that responsibility. Yeah. I don't want to be the, in control of that. Yeah. And so it actually was very freeing to just be like, okay, Lord, like take him. I want you to do that. Whatever you need to do, mm. whatever you need to do with me also, because it mm. wasn't just one-sided. Well, even the strongest personalities can't change hearts. Only God yeah, yeah. That, exactly. You know, it doesn't matter what you are on a personality test. No. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're not strong enough to change a heart. No. I love that. I yeah. love that. I, kind of shifting gears here, and I, I'll be respectful of you guys' time. I know you're in the car trying to get from one place. Congratulations on book signing, by the way. That's a fun <laughs> Thank day. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's what you guys are on your way to. Really, really. We'll talk about the book here in just a second. But so you really you live life publicly in many ways, like you're on social media and that so many people follow your guys' lives. I'm curious, like 
if we just acted like we hit the pause button and we weren't recording and we're just talking friends here for a second uh, privately, I'm curious what you think about social media specifically in regards to like, your kids are going to be like, well, can I have an Instagram account? Well, can oh, yeah. da- I hear this all the time. Well, dad, you, I mean, you do Instagram, you yeah. know? And, and yeah. uh, so I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts on social media yeah. and, and specifically related to your kids in the midst of this? I hate it. I, yeah. Thank you for saying yeah. that. Yeah. No, I hate social media oh. with everything in my heart, but at the same time, I, God's given us an amazing opportunity to be able to utilize something that is what I, I think is like very destructive has, or is in general, the platform itself is not destructive. The culture that is, that is around it and what it facilitates is highly destructive. And Ash and I want to be then a light in a dark place, but I know the traps that are in, on Instagram for me. I will download the app, shoot some content that I want to be able to post, and then I'll delete the app from my phone. That's how much I hate that app. I I, I despise having it even on my phone. So I'm going to be like, like you said, we have pause. So I'm just going to be, be brutally honest kind of thing. But yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty close to the same thing. I mean, it's changed so much since the beginning when I started years ago it was more of just like a connection app. Like I met some incredible women and friends. And then clearly it's like, we would not be sitting on this podcast with you right now if we didn't have it. So, or a book and and like be able to impact the lives we've impacted if it wasn't for it. Like people's, we've genuinely gotten a lot of messages that we, some of the things Ash and I have done and said, and like, it's changed people's lives. Yeah, exactly. Some incredible things. So, and we've met amazing people. There's awesome things about it, but there's, it's also, it's sticky. It's slimy. It's like, you get sucked in. It doesn't matter how godly of a woman you are. You can fall into the same traps that everybody else falls into comparison, uh, judgments, just feeling terrible people could write a thousand nice things to you. And then you get some terrible, hurtful thing or somebody coming after your family or children and it just can crush you. And so I'm not even really a overly sensitive person and I definitely struggle with it. Is this this your guys' first book that you're putting out? Yeah. Yeah. When I put out the first book and then just to see people say things like, Oh yeah. This is the worst. Oh, this guy, you know, just right. Just attack me. And I'm just like, Oh man, I don't want to do this anymore. I know. I I just, it's constantly like, God, he's given us, it's so clear. He's given us this platform. I thought I was just starting a little design thing and he's used it for so many amazing things, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be used like that forever. And I, we again, have that open hand with it at any moment when he's like, Hey, we're done here. Step away. I'm just like, okay, tell me when we can step away. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what, um, have you guys made a plan with your kids when it comes yeah, to social so media? Yeah. So with the kids, yeah. like we, they're not going to have it no, at all. They like, won't have phones. So we, we've done Apple watches for the kids. So, oh, cool. and so if I want to call them, I can call them. If they want to text me, they can text me, but they're locked down in today's day and age with technology. We, Ash and I are just, I mean, I'm terrified of the potential harm that can be done to them and the the trouble that can be gotten into. Yeah. I mean, I know the trouble that I can get into with like just unlimited access. It's terrifying, like what a 12 year old's brain could oh, yeah. go and do, right? Like they don't need that. I, I want their brains as much developing in like the real world as mm-hmm. much as possible. Go paddle boarding, go ride bikes, go like we want to maintain their, their um, innocence. childhood innocence as much yeah. as we can. So. Well, the and other thing- 
And they're fine they really with it. Are, I was saying. They are yeah, really yeah. fine with it. Like they sometimes ask about it. We we have discussions. We're super open with them, yeah. but they're fine with it. Like it's just like, well, I'm just not like I'm not gonna have it. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. all right, move on. Let's go do something else. Yeah. Are you guys still homeschooling? So the older two boys are in in school, but we're actually gonna we've made a change starting next year. We're gonna homeschool all the kids. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, we're homeschooled too. Yeah. Uh, and I think that helps with the social media stuff. You know, yeah. because they don't really yeah. know. <laughs> like, yeah. They, yeah. they don't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing too, I was thinking with you guys is you do such a good job. I'm new to kind of discovering you. So I apologize for my ignorance here. <laughs> uh, but uh, from, from what I could see, you guys do a really good job at creating really beautiful spaces. And part of creating beautiful spaces is that there's human to human interaction in those spaces. Mm-hmm. So in like a home that people are connecting and we're inviting and we're hosting and we want you to feel connected. So like, that's part of like the social media thing that, you know, beyond all the sins that are so easily accessible, right? Beyond all that, like there's just some beauty and life that kids are missing, that people are missing because they're filtering all of life through a screen. And it's like, do you remember what it's like to sit at a table and across from somebody and look them in the eye Mm -hmm. and like enjoy a meal that takes a long time? You can't scroll through that. There's no rush. Like all the most beautiful things in life aren't happening through a screen, you know, and I just Absolutely. want my kids to know that, you know, yeah. that was a long and rambly way of saying Oh, this. totally. I mean, we've even, we've, we're right there with you and we've actually tried to start to model exactly what it is you're saying in a, in a specific intentional way. And what we've been doing is, is we've been practicing Sabbath, right? Yeah. So what we do is Friday nights, all tech shuts off until Saturday night. So, and it's the kids at first were like, what? No video <laughs> games and no shows. And like, we can't, we just go to, and now Quinn is Thanks. like, when are we doing Sabbath night? Love and, it. Because it's like, we'll do board games. We'll cook together. We'll hang out. I mean, we'll... think about it. They get all of our attention. 100%, yeah. Like yeah. The, the conversations that the boys bring up yeah. are like so good. And yeah. so it has been a real treat. And then we try to model it too. Like, although we are on, I take three days off of social media a week, just like mm. to have a little bit of quiet time balance. So we really try to be on there and do what we're doing, but then also like have some sort of balance. We've done a lot of interviews and podcast episodes on Sabbath here. Uh, so I've yeah. learned a lot from people much smarter than me and written books and all that stuff. But one cool thing is doing like candlelight dinners, which oh, the cool. kids love. We, we started doing like almost nightly because the kids love it so much, but that's how yeah. we started with Sabbath is the candlelight and the kids like they turn off all the lights and the dinner. Oh, oh that's so fun. It. Yeah, it's another way to just kind of set the day aside. So, yeah. you know, make it holy. It just feels yeah. a little bit different. But yeah. anyway, I'm so pumped to get to meet you guys. Congratulations on your book again. Tell us about the book, where everyone can go get it. Obviously, wherever books are sold, but tell us a little bit about that as we wrap up here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So our book is called Design to Last. And it's our basically our story, um, which we really barely hit on. We started it a little bit here with, you know, a little bit into the trailer, but God's really just, we've had a really incredible past few yeah. years and yeah. it ties in a little bit of design since that's like a huge part of who we are and what we do. And it's really cool to see how God really has woven that into our story. Mm-hmm. Like in a lot of our marriage things and our family growth, the design actually has is woven in between it. So it's our story and it's, we're really into a show don't tell. So it's not like, here's 10 tips and you're going to have the best marriage ever, you know, yeah. done. It's, this is what we've done. This is where we've had challenges. 
This is where we've failed big time. Yep. This is what we've learned. Jeez, you guys are making me, well, I have like 15 more questions now, but we're <laughs> like, well, tell me, I'm going to hear how you failed and where did you learn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Well, everyone, we wrote everyone, a book, so it's yeah, all there. Yeah, thankfully you wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's out today, actually. Yeah, so it's out now. Yeah. So you can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, uh, Christian Target. Bookstore. Yep. Yeah. So exciting, you guys! Congratulations. I re- I've really enjoyed hanging out with you and just yeah, only scratch the service. I really, like I said, I have like 15 more questions I want to ask yeah. you, but. Anyway, I'll start following yeah. along now and uh, be part yeah. of the journey. But thank you guys. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. Great. Hey guys, hope that episode was helpful for you on your journey of becoming more like Jesus and leading your family well. As a reminder, the Dad Tire podcast is supported by you, the listener. So even if you chip in five bucks to help us, it really does go a long way. We are a nonprofit. All your donations are tax deductible. You can give by going to dadtire.com forward slash give. Again, that's dadtired.com forward slash give. I love you guys. I'll see you next week.